Hi there. This is the first episode of an actual play podcast of D&D 5th Edition. It takes place in Silentir, an archipelago off the southern waters of the Sword Coast. My name is Allie. I'm the dungeon master of this campaign. And you're listening to Rumi Roamers. To set the, the mood, you guys have found your ways to the Silentir archipelago. Basically, you've come here either seeking riches or adventure or knowledge. Usually, it's one of those three things. Um, this place has largely been unmapped. Um, the most it's ever been noticed has been the most eastern part of these groups of islands. Um, there are a few ports already set up, but only really in this batch of area. Present you guys with the map. This is common knowledge. This map is known. You guys, through your various means, most of you have spent m- whatever money you had, which is why you only have the money you started out with. <laughs> uh, you ended up in Lashtara Port. It's a generally free port. Um, it's the main port the mainland comes in contact with, because uh, you guys came from all over Faerun. Uh, but most of the ships that come here leave from Baldur's Gate. Um, several come from Waterdeep, but... Most of them from Baldur's Gate. It's also the biggest port as well of all uh, six of these. Uh, it has a, an actual harbor, has several taverns, a shipyard, and a small militia as well. Um, you guys have heard from this ship you were on, the governor, uh, Megan Lashtara. She's a half-elf with a reputation of harsh bearing, essentially. Don't cross her, pay her taxes on time, record major treasure finds, and you'll be welcome in town. And those are really, uh, you know... Don't do anything you wouldn't want anyone to do to you kind of rules in this town. You guys have been told, essentially, it was a one-way trip. Getting on these boats to get over to this archipelago, the Silentir. Um, you, being an elf, you know that that's essentially the elven word for mirror. And uh, once you approach these islands, you kind of get an idea why. Um, at first, it does look like a reflection set upon the horizon, but as you get closer, you realize these islands are not being reflected in the water. There's actually islands in the sky. There are several earth moats dotted across the sky. Um, Obviously, you're not going to be able to get up there for quite some time um, until you either learn some sort of spell or find some sort of portal that can get you up there. Or maybe it's just not even a way to get up there. You're not sure. But the ones on the ocean, you can understand and figure out how to get to. And as you approach uh, Lashara port, the various crews told you that uh, the, the mysterious goat is generally the tavern to go to, especially if you're new to a place. Um, there you can kind of get, pick up odd jobs, do what you need to, and uh, a lot of you understand, for your own personal goals of figuring out this place, uh, you're going to need to either join a crew, or get a boat, or both. Hmm. So, regarding the advice of your fellow sailors on the way to the Archipelago, you're like, alright, I'll go to the Mysterious Goat. I'll figure out what's there, see who's there. And what I can do. So, the first one to arrive, everyone go and roll me a d20 and we'll see who's there first. I got 10 gold to dream. <laughs> I got a 6. 6. I got a 20. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. So, you approach the tavern first. Um, it's built slightly into a cliff. Uh, you see it, probably the back half of it is not even a wall. It's probably just using the cliff itself. Um, it kind of looks more like a large lean-to versus more of an actual building. And you go inside and there's already sound coming from out 
you can hear just a ruckus coming from inside before you even go in. You open the doors and there's, uh, it looks like recycled wood pretty much has built this entire tavern. Uh, you see several different colors of wood form the entire place, including the floorboards. And uh, some pieces seem almost splintered off, but then there's pieces that are kind of slightly just affixed to match it slightly as much as they can. Uh, it looks very much, whatever pieces we worked for us, we wanted to build it really cheap and fast. And for whatever reason, it's still standing to this day. Uh, the bar itself is actually rather full. Uh, there are tables open and available, of course. Um, and if you like, you can always order something and relax, or you can do what you like. But you're the first of the PCs to be in this bar. Um, Damien would kind of, upon entering, do a survey of pretty much the crowd. Um, what is the race diversity here? There's pretty much no major single type of people um, in this port that you've noticed. On the ship over, you noticed it was mostly humans, but that's because they were from Baldur's Gate and they were for working for a company. And But in here, you're seeing tieflings, you're seeing tabaxi, you're seeing a couple turtles, you're seeing half-orcs, you're seeing a okay. human So it, it's well diversified. Yeah. Got it. Um, yeah, Damien would approach the bartender and order a drink and then find an open table. It's a, it's a female elf. She's tending the bar right now, and she uh, hands you a, a, an ale uh, if you want to pop over. Let me see. Uh, four copper. Yes, because I totally have small change. <laughs> She'll give you change back. Yeah. I'll, um, I'll give her, like, two silver, and I say just keep them coming. She shrugs, nods at you, and uh, tells you that uh, she'll find you when you sit down. And so uh, you get your first ale, and you kind of sit down with your mug, and you kind of you find a place that's kind of your back to the wall. Which now that you look at it, yeah, it's just raw, like uh, like rock sheet. Essentially, that's the back wall. Oh, so it's like the cliff itself. It, was it just is the cliff itself. It. it seems like it's been uh, pretty worn down. Like as if people have leaned against it for several years now. Um, but you kind of sit with your back to it, kind of getting an idea of the bar. You see a bard kind of in the corner uh, singing to a group of what you can only assume to be his friends. Because they're singing right along with him. They know all the words. It's um, a cult. Yeah. And that's when you see uh, out one of the few actually paned windows, uh, you see a elf. A high elf. He's walking in. How would you describe yourself? Um, I'm... I would say fairly inconspicuous. Um, you know, some pale skin, some dark gray hair. Um, I don't really have anything about me. You're not ostentatious. No. <laughs> um, I have a short sword by my side and, uh, you know, a small pouch on my side and a small sack that I carry. Um, you know, very just kind of casual common clothes you may see an elf wandering in. I try to keep a low-ish profile. Mm-hmm. You know, somewhat modest. Yeah. But yeah, I walk in and I, I briefly scan the room. Um, and obviously I see exactly what he saw. Mm-hmm. Um, I I do see a smoking table, so I, I do approach the bar and say hello to the lovely elf sitting behind uh, the counter. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> I go up and I kind of look at maybe what they have in stock. 
Yeah. And I, just, I casually say, like, you know, part of me really wants a nice wine, but, uh, you know, look in my, my pouch with my few jingly coins and say, I think I'll stick to ale. <laughs> <laughs> no one blames you, love. And she passes you an ale uh, if you want to fork over four copper. Yes, I do. <laughs> And in case you need a refresher, the copper to silver to gold. Yeah, 10, 10, 10. 10, 10, 10. Yeah. Easy as you can go. And she'll, she'll bring it to me when it's out, yeah? Yeah. All right, so. Well, I, it's just a nail. She has it to. All right. I go grab, you know, the most out of the way. I don't want to take a whole table to myself. I go out of the way and I, I pull a, a small book out of my pack and just start reading. Uh, you notice that in particular about this elf is that he has a sword, but you also notice he's not wearing any armor. So it's like, uh, it looks like a mage. But he's got a weapon on him. Not kind of what major you're used to. <laughs> um, and as you're even just thinking that, you see a, a rather pretty uh, tiefling also walk in. Um, she kind of eyes the outside for a second, admiring the wood, and then she comes in. You want um, to describe yourself? So Inga is a purely white tiefling. White hair, white eyes, little freckles on her cheeks. And... Um, Fully white skin. She has chainmail uh, that is chainmail colored. <laughs> <laughs> Bright silver. <laughs> and um, a great sword at her side. And uh, you see a couple of javelins just kind of sticking out. Poking out. <laughs> yeah. She looks a little bit um, erratic <laughs> and uh, kind of bursts through the door just how, looking. How big are you? How tall are you? I, like, I didn't even look. I didn't, I don't know. One second. <laughs> because the difference Five between... one. Five one, okay. So she's not tall at all, no. but she's very much an impressive situation. Because I was imagining Taylor <laughs> bursting through the door with a fucking great sword. <laughs> that right is now. what's happening. Yeah, yeah. Is. So, okay. She's an inch taller than me. Okay. <laughs> it's so, the horns. Uh, yeah. So uh, she just kind of walks in. Throws the door open and seems genuinely happy to be there. At, at the sound of the door being thrown open, several people kind of take a look. You, you get a few looks of like, oh. I'll like wave at them. <laughs> and then they kind of go back to what they were doing. And I'll um, head up towards the bar. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the elf at the bar says, Morning, love. What can I get you today? Hi there. What's your name? Uh, it is... Sarah. <laughs> Hi Sarah, my name is Inga. Um, do you have wine? Aye, yes we do. Could I have a wine please? Of course, uh, that would be two silver please. You got it. And she gives you, she kind of pulls out from the bottom like this dusty carafe, but then she goes over and actually washes and rinses <laughs> it out, and then pops open an actual fresh bottle and pours it. It's a nice dark red. You get kind of fruity smells from it already. I pull out a gold. And she gives you a glass to go with the giraffe. Great. And I will give her a silver for a tip. Ah, thank you. Of course. I'm trying to find a boat. She kind of laughs at you and says, Well, you've come to the right place. (laughs) (laughs) Wonderful. This is where I was told to find a boat. I mean, not... Not the tavern, necessarily, but I was told to ask about it here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm asking. Well, how much monies do you got on you? Um. Not for the information, for the boat. Oh, um, I have 26 gold on me. Ah, well, then you're going to be looking for a job on a boat, then, dear. Yeah. 
Okay. Um, well, there's usually actually a pretty good job board. It's a, she kind of gestures, uh, lots of captains come over here and they post their wantings and, and needs for crew members. If you feel like you've got a good set of skills that could help them out, I'm sure you could find something on there. Great. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you. Of course, Inga. It's good to see you. How long does she have this conversation? Any chance that I'm picking it up? I'm very boisterous. Yeah, you, no, you, you can hear it. Okay. Yeah. So I would definitely just kind of be like holding my book and just kind of looking over it. Yeah. Not like conspicuous. No, you're just like, like, I have a book in front of me, but I'm not really invested in reading. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, just the, the mention of, of boats and things like that has, has caught my attention. Yeah. I realize I haven't described my character yet. Yeah. Oh, that's actually a good opportunity. Um, when Inga kind of looks over towards the job board, she sees this uh, other tiefling that's in the with her. Um, so Damien has the ram-styled horns, and he's a very dark purple uh, with like blue hair that's almost black-looking, and it's kind of like a tousled medium length. Um, has pure red eyes. And he would be wearing a long coat with a loose shirt underneath, but you would see beneath that a chain shirt. His pack would be off to the side of him with a shield strapped to it and a long sword at his side. And he would just be kind of leaned back against, like, is it a bench or a chair? Yeah, it's like a bench and a table. Like, on the bench, like, against the wall, just... Kind of like eyeing around the room, probably focused now on this pure white tiefling that has walked into the bar, just yeah. like sipping at a glass. Mm-hmm. So Inga kind of grabs her carafe and her extra glass, and as uh, this white tiefling is uh, going over to check out this board, a human who's kind of wearing a uh, well-to-do uh, kind of half suit. He's wearing a, uh, it's like imagine the three-piece suit, but without the actual vest. So he's got kind of a, uh, a vest, except without the, the jacket. Oh, okay, he's, okay. So he's wearing, yeah, he's just got, you know, three-piece suit. Without, that's a two-piece suit. <laughs> I was like, so he's like, wearing the vest and pants. And uh, he comes in holding up a uh, piece of paper. And um, he kind of brushes past Inga. And he says, pardon me, as uh, he texts on something to the board, pretty much as you're walking up to see it. And uh, he kind of tips a non-imaginary hat at you, realizes he doesn't wear one, and walks out the bar. Uh, but he stops over at the uh, barkeep first, and they have a quiet conversation, and then he heads out. I'll uh, read what he has hung up. Okay. I will um, also start to walk over to read. Yeah. So as you uh, start to kind of glance over all the papers that are up there, and a lot of them are poorly written calls for just crew members, basic... You manage the ropes, and you wake up at this time, and then they just need more hands on deck, essentially. Um, but this one in particular is actually a call for help from Lady Lashara herself, the governor. And at this point, an elf comes up and stands next to you. Pardon me, I don't mean to intrude. Mm, no problem at all. Uh, you heard about Megan Lashara. Uh, she's the governor of uh, Lashara Port, you can imagine. Essentially, the, the the help wanted sign here says that her son has actually been kidnapped by local pirates. She has figured out where these pirates are at, and she's willing to pay very generously for the aid in getting her son back home. 
Inquire more at her manor. Hmm. Uh, obviously, it would appear that compared to all the other... All the other ones would pay you about hmm, five silver a day. Ah. If that. Whereas this, she said very generously, and it's the governess of an entire... <laughs> you hear Sarah the barkeep say, Oh, Inga, if you're reading that new one, uh, James just said that's first come, first serve. You might want to take that flyer with you. That's a good idea. I, I got a peek around like, did it say how many people the governor's looking for? I don't know, but I saw it first. <laughs> uh, the barkeep will shrug and say, unless you're planning on handing a bunch of pirates on your own, you might want to grab a couple people. Do you even know how to fight? I have a sword. <laughs> By the way, my name is Artis. Hello. Hi, I'm Inga. <sighs> okay. Are I... you interested in money? I mean, as a means to an end, yes. I'm interested in a boat. Same, actually. Hmm. I, however, you seem to have uh, ripped down the only flyer that exists of this. I know. How am I supposed to be first if I don't have the flyer? <laughs> yes, but you see, do you think the two of us could take on an entire thing of pirates? <sighs> like, I can, I can fight. I have things to do. I, I mean, I am not alone. Oh. No, Sune is always with me. Uh, you know without even having to make a check, Sune is the goddess of love and beauty, essentially. Uh, she's very common in Faerun. Uh, I mean, I guess I'm never alone, too. I have Mishta. Who is Mishta? Oh, my little friend. Uh, she looks down at you. <laughs> <laughs> she she oh. glances down a little bit. Oh my goodness, where the hell is your head at? No, Mishta... Uh, my friend, some call her familiar, but she's my friend. Um, I have her out when I need a companion or need a little bit of help. Do you show Mishta? Uh, we have to cast Found Familiar. You have no. already cast Found Familiar. I will say by this point in time, ah. you can just action summon her in. Oh, cool. Uh, then yes, I, I pop Mishta on my shoulder. It's a lovely kind of barn owl uh, looking, you know, brown speckled black. This Mishta. Oh, she's beautiful. Thank you very much. Does she like treats? Yes, she does. Mishta kind of looks at you and just nods. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I tell Mishta just the head. I'm like, don't go crazy. You know what happened last time. You I see Mishta mean... just turn only the head as an owl would just directly at him. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're wanting to go find a boat, and I'm wanting to go find a boat, I sit down on... The bench that was right behind me. <laughs> Which is out his. <laughs> do, do, do you, like, feel that? Yeah, generally. That. Oh, this is literally what Damien's been doing the entire time you guys have been talking. There's talking. this uh, deep purple skin tiefling that's right behind you. Um, you were kind of out when he was describing it. He's got these large goat horns that kind of come forward, and he's got uh, red eyes and uh, almost raven blue midnight black hair. Um, as he's just kind of leaning on the table looking at you, like, yeah, I'm here. You don't have to stare. I know I'm very beautiful. Oh, no, please continue. This is just very amusing. Why is it amusing? Because you want a boat. He wants a boat. We all want boats. (laughs) Do you want a boat as well, then? Oh, I think everyone on this island wants a boat. Well, I'm going to go get it first. Well... (laughs) And I will pour one of an empty glass that I have. I'm like, 
and I'll pour him one too. We could get to know each other, and perhaps we can all work together to get this boat love. I feel like you were already making fun of me. Inga, look, as much as I... I was also totally... making fun of him. Al was making you aware, by the way. Al immediately was just like, and you, because you never gave me the treats. I don't have any treats. I was just And I was like... I'm sorry, honey. Do you want to like? Do you want to go outside and find a rat? <laughs> Misha just kind of like ruffles her feathers. <laughs> you do you. Um, but I said, look, as as much as I allow people to do what they want, and it's it's okay to be overzealous and fail all your life. That's great. But if you take this by yourself and you go out and assuredly fail against a horde of pirates, I have to wait probably a couple of weeks for this to get reposted so I can go do it. So I just, I'd rather I not go through that whole process. See, the problem is you're assuming that I'd fail. But also, can you man a boat by yourself? No, but I assume they already have a boat and people. You if think... it's your boat, they don't come with a crew. I can't afford my own <laughs> boat. Do you think you're going to walk up to the governor's house with this flyer and say, I want to save your son. Give me a boat and a crew. Ha! I don't sound like that. <laughs> it, it, it wasn't, but A for effort. <laughs> F for effort. <laughs> Look, I'm just saying, while we're having this conversation, one of these guys could have overheard us. But you have the flyer. You have the flyer. So what? You don't need to bring the fucking flyer. <laughs> Does it say you have to bring the flyer? <laughs> No, it just oh. says inquire further at the manor. That's a fair point. But you also, guys are has looking at me like I'm stupid, has, and I'm not. Has anyone gotten up to leave since this man came in? No, but several people have kind of looked around at you guys and, and taken a good look at you and see what you're at. No one actually got a chance to see the flyer since Ingo is literally there, and then... <laughs> I have some experience on boats that if we were to acquire a boat via this writ, I could be useful to you. See, now we're talking. What do you do? That's an owl. Great. Can the owl sail a ship? I mean, the owl appeared out of nowhere, so she knows some sort of magic. The owl will casually lean in to attempt to get scratched. (laughs) (laughs) Scratch her. And then it does the bird thing where all the feathers kind of go up. <laughs> I mean, I have my uses. I take the flyer just quickly from Inga there. I tear off a nice big chunk. <laughs> and then I just take it back, mending. That takes and a minute. That does take a whole minute. Oh. You would know that, though. <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh, well. I'll let it sit there, and I'll just be like... I can fix things, I can hurt things, I can light things on fire. You know, wizarding stuff. Ooh. Sarah bringing another uh, mug of ale says, Lighting things on fire, I'm sure that's helpful, dear. As uh, she goes up and gives you another mail and, uh, ale and goes back. Oh, okay, so I didn't get like a gallon mug to You said like, keep them coming, so yeah. she's just coming over. Oh, yeah. okay. I mean, fire's useful. I suppose. <laughs> says the two tieflings. <laughs> well. I mean, if you're the one heading this, Adventure, you make the final decision. I am. 
Wait, this is going to be fun. What did you just decide on? I'm the captain now. You need a boat first, captain. I'm the captain of the group. When you say you need a boat first, uh, a very drunken man says, and a hat. <laughs> You're He's right. got the point. <laughs> well, all right. For a crew, precipitation, spark. <laughs> There's the fire. It needs to be a lot more impressive than that, though, if it's going to be useful. Oh, I can get impressed, don't you? Like? Don't tempt me with she, a good time. She looks down again. <laughs> I just love the constant cursory, just eye flicks. Inga just, okay. How okay. tall is Arius? Uh, 5'9". Okay. Yeah, uh, Damien's like 5'10". And a, like, slender build. Yeah, same. Ooh, we don't have anyone that's like... 6'5 or anything like that. Right? What a what a weird fantasy game. <laughs> We're all like average human height. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Except I'm pretty muscular. So, are you guys heading out to go find this manor? Alright. Um, uh I would finish off my wine and Yeah, I I just noticed that the Did I get your name? Oh, I'm Damien. <laughs> oh, have heard of me. I'm so sorry. Hello, Damien. You're too um busy with me. Right. Aris. Aris Sagerfeld. And Inga, if I was correct, overheard correctly. Yeah. Pleasure. Inga Hope of the Hope family. Can't say I've heard of it. Have you been to Silvery Moon? Nope. It's not on the coast. I only go to coast places. It's not a question. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the Hope family, a big family in Silvery Moon, or she just making shit up? Um, no, they are actually a big family. Um, you're a wizard of learning. I uh, feel like, so I'm wondering when Silver I... Silver Moon is known to one of the biggest libraries in favorite essentially. Like, knowing, because I know Silver, like, Silver Moon is big, uh, would I have heard of the Hope family? Um, go ahead and give me a history check. Oh, quite good. 16. Actually, yeah. You don't know who they are, exactly what kind of people they are, but you have heard of uh, the Hope Wing mm. of many libraries, so you can only assume they have a decent amount of money yeah. and that they donated a lot to the arts. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I had heard of the Hope family before, but I wasn't totally sure. I've read about you, I've heard about you. Doesn't your family come from, pardon me if I'm brash, you know, a, lot of, a lot of money? Like, I'm surprised you couldn't just get yourself cloaked. Well, they don't just give me a bunch of money. Ah, uh, that's fair. And I kind of spent all the money that they did. It's a long trip from Silvery Moon to here. Fair. And I like snacks. I mean, that's completely fair. <laughs> and I like drinking. I agree with that. And it gets expensive. I kind of twirl that around my wine. I mean, <laughs> if you're drinking that. Yeah. Well, I don't. Usually drink ale. That's fair. That's fine. <laughs> Me neither, but I've learned to I've learned to be accepting of the palate of Reese of late. Mm. But I ah, did so I'm with the higher class here. <laughs> I did notice that um the uh the lovely barkeep was, was still bringing you drink and I don't want to pull you away before you're out. Yeah. I'll take one to go and I'll be all love. <laughs> She kind of looks at you, Skelly, says, I don't have any to-go cups. <laughs> then I'll just take one now and finish it. Okay. <laughs> so she comes over and gives you another ale. I'll just down it. I'm like, all right. So we're going to go work for a government ship. Yeah. Wouldn't be the first time. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to finish my drink just like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Your uh, higher class is Where showing. Where are we going? Mm. 
You're going to the governor's manor. We're going to the biggest house that we can find. He's not wrong. He's asking more for notes. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but he's also not wrong. <laughs> Inga kind of, as they're walking out, she's like almost skipping. The entirety of Lashara Port is built upon cliffs. Um, and they're kind of scattered uh, evenly throughout the entire way. So kind of going up instead of a large sloping hill, it's just cliff sides going all the way up. Mm. And you can see from, because you're kind of mostly at the bottom, you can see from here this large white, almost made out of like uh, some sort of white stone material um, at the top of the hill. There's a large manor. Um, it's kind of lining over to the side and you can see the wall that's kind of attached to it is leading up to a semi-fort. Um, which you can imagine is where this militia that you heard about is mostly stationed. Have you guys been here long? Not very. No. Not very I literally just got here. I mean, I got here today. It's so beautiful. There are several trees about. Uh, a lot of them are uh, very long, uh, like coconut trees, essentially. Palm trees that are scattered about. Um, but you also see a lot of overhanging uh, wide trees. It's kind of a mixture between San Francisco trees and like San Diego beach. <laughs> um, but like they're kind of especially growing, you can see roots growing out of the cliffs that aren't being adorned with houses themselves. As, uh, as you go further up, you kind of notice a lot of buildings are utilizing the cliff sides as uh, parts of their own building itself. But there is a main road that kind of goes all the way up the hill that uh, sometimes cuts into a cliff that was purposely made. Uh, and sometimes it goes around a bit of cliff. But it looks like this place has been around for a while. So as you guys head all the way up to the top of the hill, you are met with uh, at a gateway. And there are a couple guards up front. And uh, they kind of eye you a little bit. They're wearing uh, quite shiny armor, uh, similar to yours, actually. But there's a small insignia on there. Don't ask me exactly what it is. I haven't thought of it yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One kind of just brings his uh, halberd over to the side and just kind of like stops you from going through the gate. And the other one says, state your business. We're here for this. Uh, the one who asked kind of like leans in, looks at it. He nods once and he kind of looks over and says, yeah, let him in. They're in for, the, for their son. The other one kind of raises the halberd and says, all right, you'll find her inside. Don't go anywhere else. <laughs> As they kind of like add in hastily. But once going past this uh, small wall, it's only like five foot tall, really. Um, you can clearly see the grounds that she lives on. Um, there's this large garden that leads up to the actual house itself and kind of almost a sand walkway that leads up to the front door. It's a large double door situation. And you can see uh, what, what's like, you know how a lot of Greek buildings are like that pure white. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that style of building. And you can kind of see stairways and walkways kind of curving around the entirety of the building to where there's multiple levels of this place. And it's suggesting that it's not just the two stories that you think it is. You get up to the front door and without dallying anywhere else, you're like, okay, you knock upon it. And there's a knocker, so you use it. Someone opens the door. Uh, It's the man that you recognize earlier. And he kind of like blinks at you twice. He says, ah, um, that was fast. Welcome in. Thank you for coming. Of course. Your name was James? Yes, yes. Uh, please, go ahead and uh, take a moment uh, while I go fetch uh, Lady Lestara. This time he is wearing a hat. It's a very short top hat. It's only like really this tall. <laughs> it's kind of more like a wide brim hat. As uh, he heads upstairs uh, as you guys are waiting in the foyer. Uh, it's only really a minute before uh, James comes back uh, with a half-elf woman who's uh, wearing a uh, corset top 
but she's wearing sensible pants beneath. Her hair is up in a particular fashion where there's a lot of ringlets and curls, but it seems like as if it was more for for the sake of getting it out of her face than actual fashion. As uh, she regards you a lot, puts her hands on her hips and says, You have the flyer then? You saw it? She looks over at James and says, That was fast. He's like, Yeah, they were literally there when I posted it. She's like, She shrugs. All right. So, uh, you feel like you're qualified to handle some pirates then? Maybe that works. Okay. So, and she kind of pinches the bridge of her nose. She says, thanks to some scouts, I know where these pirates are. Um, These pirates have been a scourge to pretty much us for a while now. They've been handling a lot of ships that come into the port lately, especially those hailing from the Lord's Alliance cities. They're thrown on my side, and I'll be honest, if any of them that you manage to handle, so to speak on your way in to get my son, will be a blessing from me. And if you can especially get the flag of that Captain Korag, I will pay you even extra. When he's not sailing at sea, he keeps it on his person. It's a sign of, I don't know, pride or something bullshit like that. So she wants us to grab the flag of Captain Korag along with rescuing her son if we can. The flag's a bonus. I don't really care too much. But if you want some extra pay, I wouldn't mind getting it. Just to prove that that man's been handled. And she uh, had James bring a map with him, and he lays it on a table that's in the foyer. And he describes it. She says, it's through the forest and just on the other side of the river. There's a small offshoot just to the north of where you'd come out, essentially, if you're following the coast. And that offshoot of the river will lead down into some caves. That's the only option of getting in there if you don't have a ship yourself. Either going through the jungle or going through ocean. Those are the two places you can go in. That's why it's been a hell of a bitch for us to get in there and wipe them out ourselves. Uh, Walking-wise, it'll probably take you about two or three days. But if you're not back within a week, I will be sending out another party. My son is important to me, and I feel like as if he needs to be retrieved now sooner than later. Absolutely. What was your son's name? Sean. Sean. Uh, she describes him. He's uh, pretty tall, actually. He's close to six feet. Uh, he's got dark hair like mine, and uh, he's slightly skinny for his age. And she kind of gestures towards uh, the elf in the room to kind of be a gauge. Mm. <laughs> All right. Anything else you think we should know about this Commodore Korag and his group? He's an ass, and he likes to bait people. Don't accept it. There. Okay, um, we can do it. Alright, uh, if you need some supplies as far as, you know, rations and such, James can handle that, but beyond that, no pay until my son's back here, alright? That answers that question. Alright. Um, um... And how much was the pay ever stated on the flyer? Uh, you see James smile and she said, no, it'd be a thousand for a lot of you if you come back with them. Might be enough to buy a bolt. We'll get your son back, don't worry. And she kind of like sighs and she says, God's forbid my son was an idiot and managed to get himself killed with the pirates. If you bring back some evidence of him, perhaps his ring, I'll pay you half. Fair enough. Keep faith. I'll be well. All right. James, handle them. As uh, she turns and she goes back up the stairs. All right. Well, it looks like we're... Puffing it from here, so do we want to get a start today? What time is it? It's still in the morning. Mm. It's like 10 o'clock. Oh, I was day drinking. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was like in the afternoon. It's a 
It's a port town. Everybody's day drinking. There's no such thing as day or night drinking. It's just drink drinking. drinking. <laughs> uh, I guess there's no time like the present. Um, unless we desperately need anything from in town. No, they're going to be uh, giving us some supplies. Food. James kind of nods and says, ah, if you want some rations, I can give you some. It'll take probably about... Let's see, three days there, three days back. There'll be four of you hopefully on the way back, so I can give you the appropriate amount of the rations then, huh? Sounds good. Sounds good. All right, so that'll be three, and then three, six, nine, times two is 18, <laughs> plus nine will be... 21. 27. So no picking up any changers. I'm terrible <laughs> at math. <laughs> All right, well... Take it, uh, the, old, the three of you will want to split that up within between all of you because I mean, the rations they're not lightweight, lightweight. Yeah. yeah, yeah. James has led you out to a kind of a side shed where there's a lot of supplies there. Um, you see like a lot of fish and tackle and everything like that, ranging from rations to shovels to everything. And uh, he gives you guys rations and some rope as well in case you don't have any already. It's the jungle. I have a lot of rope. I expect that you'll need a rope. All right, um, expect you back here. Probably about the seventh day. Yeah. Best of luck, all of you. Thank you. Uh, do you guys have a map, like, of a trail to follow? I know she told us, but I'm much more of a visual person. Uh, head okay. north, follow the coast as much as you can if you can't under- understand directions very well. And then once you reach the river, go north again until you find an offshoot leading more north by northwest. Follow that offshoot and you'll find the cove. All right. Uh, if that's all and we got our supplies, I suppose it's time to make our way through yeah. the jungle. Let's go off then. Alright, best of luck. There's Thank a, you! He starts heading off towards the main house again. So we just start walking our way there? Yeah. To the coast. There are uh, several paths out of the port town, essentially kind of heading off towards into the jungle. And it looks like a few people have chosen to like kind of set up a small shack or something outside of town just for the sake of not being in a large city. Or perhaps to escape uh, Lashdana's uh, taxing thumb. So there's enough paths kind of leading out of the city uh, going north. But up to you guys. Where would you, what would you like to stick with? What I mean, I assume we just head straight north. It's mm-hmm. going to be the easiest thing to do. If we can yeah. understand where north is. You know, perhaps if it gets a bit, you know, dodgy weather, we can uh, we can just try to find the coast and go not, from there. He said go to the coast. And then well, he said it was the simplest way. I mean, if we go straight north from here, we're going to hit the river. Yeah. But it's safer to get to the coast because then you can't get lost. Mm-hmm. But, again, as long as we can see the sun, we're going to know which way north is. Yeah. Uh, go ahead. Give me a survival check. Crazy. Mm-hmm. It's a 12. Yeah. Well, you're like, oh, no. North's this way. I got this. North oh. Um, as you kind of look over, and now that you're kind of on top of the hill, you can you can kind of see the trees as they go on for miles. This jungle is rather large. He did mention it would take at least three days to get through this jungle, so it'll take you a few days to get there. We follow the elf. Hmm? So, what brings you all to? Uh... <laughs> Pretty impressive while you're also leading us. I'm trying to figure out where North is. It's that way. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, go on. Uh, to Lashartha Chitara. What are you trying to say? The word Lashartha that Lash- I've said like 10 Lash- times now. Lashartha, other than looking for a boat. 
Oh, um, that's about the main purpose. I I want to explore, and um, I want to find really, really beautiful places. Not that I haven't seen them already, but I think there's a lot more beauty out in the world, and I kind of want to go look for it and see it myself. All right. And I also want to find beautiful people and talk to them. Well, you're in luck with that one. Oh, because you're so beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, those were your words, not mine. But thank you, you are though. You are too. Not bad looking yourself. Well, you're both all right, I guess. I think everyone has some beauty in them. What about you? Oh, oh I have a lot of beauty in me. <laughs> oh, I did it. <laughs> Uh, I guess in general, I'm a knowledge seeker. Um, I would really, really love to to be a part of the Candlekeep Library. Yeah, so they, they, they won't really let me be a part of that library or do anything with it unless I have something to offer. So I'm here exploring. I'm trying to find something new that has not been found. And I know around this area, there's a lot of uncharted islands, a lot of uncharted seas, a lot of things that haven't yet been discovered. And I'm searching for something. I don't know what it is. Searching for something. All right. And I have a lot of very useless knowledge. Very useless knowledge. I'm an absolute treasure trove. Doesn't sound useful, but okay. It can be entertaining at times. I was just going to say that. That's fair. What about you? Why are you here? Um, well, I've sailed these parts for a bit now. So I kind of am looking for a new scenery. Hence the wanting a boat. But mainly I'm... Trying to get my own transportation, similar to you. Want to be able to go the places I want to go, and not wherever the captain decides. And you know how to be a captain? I've seen it plenty of times. I know how to run a ship, if that's what you're wondering. I guess so. I tend to be a, you know, based on what I've studied, I feel like I could navigate pretty well. My only problem is trying to find a boat to work on as a navigator is pretty much non-existent. Everybody wants boat hands. They want people to pull things and push things and mop the swill. Well, if you haven't ever proven yourself as a navigator, you're not going to get on the ship. Yeah. Do you know, and I'm going to pull out navigator's tools, I'll be like, do you know what this is? You have some, you lucky bastard. Like I said, I've been on a ship for a while now. Yes, I've studied them extensively. I've not got my hands on them yet, because I've had no money. But, um, yes, I know how to use those. I know how to build stuff. And repair things? Mm-hmm. I mean, it sounds like with our skills set, we could man our own ship for a small one at that, but... I was going to say, it'd have to be pretty small. Maybe we can pirate one of this guy's ships. We can steal it. We can be the pirates to the pirates. Um, we are hired by the governor, so that's technically a privateer. And I'm down for this. I've done it before. Then why don't you have a ship? Because they, I mean, the pay is usually shit. Fair enough. I mean, that's how I started. That's how I got here. Hmm. They don't just make you captain for looking good. (laughs) (laughs) Well, she was captain a while ago. (laughs) Speaking of useless facts, I just thought of one. Apparently, dance music can help ward off mosquitoes. And we have no musician here. That's going to be a pain in the butt for this trap. I know how to play the hurdy-gurdy. I also just want to know where this fact of music-warding mosquitoes came from. Useless facts. I'm full of them. That doesn't sound useless, though. 
If it's true. Do you want to hear the hurty gurty? Yeah, sure. I would love to hear that. We can play it and walk at the same time. That'd be best. Yeah, I think I can do that. Oh, yeah. It's just. And it's big, but I mean, you're strong. Yeah, so. I whipped out my hurty gurty. <laughs> yeah. No, it's just strapped to the back of your oh, bag. Oh, my goodness. I have never heard one of these play before. I've always wanted to. I've been practicing it. Everybody learned an instrument in my family. And um, I'm the second youngest child, so I didn't have much to choose from because they all wanted us to play a different instrument. And so then I found the hurty-gurty, and I was like, this is the one. How many siblings do you have if you ran out of instruments? (laughs) I mean, we didn't run out of instruments. I have uh, four, but there's there's like plenty of instruments, but they weren't interesting. But the hurdy gurdy. But the hurdy gurdy. <laughs> now that's an interesting instrument. I like your stuff. Yes, let's hear it. I play yes. the hurdy gurdy. That's you see uh, Mishta start, like, swaying back and forth on her shoulder. <laughs> he said dancing wards mosquitoes, so she's, you know, she's in Yes. <laughs> um, Damien would be keeping a eye out now that we're making noise. Mm-hmm. By the way, if we need to scout anything, she's a pro. I mean, we are in the jungle. That means beasts... And what to not, but and we are making noise. Hopefully that will ward them off, but it could also attract things. Yeah. I mean, we're not moving too terribly fast. There's a lot of white noise around here, so nothing outside of probably fifty to hundred feet would even hear us. Mm-hmm. Um go ahead and give me a perception check. You so said you're keeping a lookout as you guys are walking. Just him? Yeah. That was no You're great. busy making sure they're on the right track. Yeah, that's a twelve. I'm going to give you a performance check just for all of it. <laughs> well, not <laughs> really again. Oh, one better. That is a. Does she add her proficiency? Yeah, she's she... proficient with the hurdy gurdy. Uh, so that would be a six. Uh, not a six. A nineteen <laughs> plus six. Okay. Twenty-five. Twenty-five. Yeah, no, she's playing it beautifully. It sounds just as, like, cool and haunting like this. Um, so, you're going through, you're keeping everyone on track, making sure they're not randomly starting to go, like, south again. Uh-huh. Um, you're keeping an eye out. What'd you get? You got 12? Um, you're noticing every now and then uh, shadows kind of move throughout the trees, but you're just chalking it up to probably some monkeys here or there. Uh, they seem to be moving away from you guys as you kind of walk forward. Um, Inga, you're keeping up morale. You're uh, providing adequate, uh, you know, ambiance <laughs> to this wonderful walk. I'll also start talking during this <laughs> and say, you know, I haven't really gotten to know you guys that well, but you seem really great. And I know that I'm pretty great, too, not to toot my own horn or my own hurty-gurty. <laughs> um, oh, you're tooting. But you guys are really, really nice, and I'm really happy I've gotten to know you. And you're quite beautiful looking, and she it looks like you have minutes. a really beautiful soul, <laughs> and we all get temporary hit points. Yeah. Eight, right? Uh, Sure. It's appreciate it. It's my. You guys feel rather inspired for this level. I tell you what, there could be worse ways to walk through the jungle. That's for sure. 
Eventually, um, you guys make it to where it's getting pretty dark and moving through the jungle would be more hazardous at night than it would be. Sure, you all have dark vision, but also you're tired. And especially working with the jungle, having color is almost more important than seeing yeah. shadows. So day day treading would probably be best here. Um, you guys want to set up camp? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the lot of you find between the three of you, you find uh, some adequate branches that could kind of build up a fire because, as you notice, the weather is turning rather cold pretty quickly. Um, so having a fire at night would serve to ward off not just bugs and such, but also the chill. So you get a small fire going. I'm sure you use precipitation to easily light it. Yes. Um, fire. And the, the bugs begin their chorus of night as the sun fully sets, and you guys rest for the evening. Uh, just before we go to sleep, do we think it's dangerous enough out here to want to keep watch, or...? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Alright, um... I'll go last. Alright, I was gonna say, do you want to go first, because you got all the armor. But... Oh, I'll go first. I just don't want to be in the middle. <sighs> I'll go last. Yeah, I'll go, I'll go in the middle. Well, you only need four hours of right. sleep anyway, so, so that's kind of the nice I part. I can meditate during the first watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys kind of settle in, and uh, who's going? So Inga, mm-hmm. please, please give me a perception check. Thirteen. Um, in the night, you kind of see some uh, shadows moving about in the upper trees of this jungle. Um, every now and then a vine kind of maneuvers its way through that falls down gently. So you, there is obviously stuff moving around up there, but you can chalk it up to just small animals moving around. Um, at some point you see a very, very small snake kind of slither up closer to the fire. It needs warmth too. But aside from that, nothing much. Okay. Set up. Mm-hmm. Uh, four hours go by and uh, Arius oh, arises from his trance and kind of looks around, sees the snake up next to the fire. Inga just kind of patiently waiting for you. It's your turn for watch. What did you get? 13. Yeah, more or less the same. The snake eventually goes away from the fire because it's too hot now. And you notice the humidity starts to kind of rise as the night kind of keeps going on. As uh, eventually this uh, low overhanging mist kind of starts to envelop the entire encampment. It makes it a little bit difficult to see. But aside from that, uh, you didn't hear or notice anything aside from the small animals that are skittering about at night. Four hours go by and you gently wake up uh, Damien. All right, all right. Give me five minutes. I'll get my armor on. Mm-hmm. And you said it's heavy fog, so am I getting yeah. a perception with disadvantage because of obscurity or just normal? Uh, Yeah, with disadvantage. Got a nine. Okay. Because fog's hard to see through. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really difficult for you to kind of get an eye on anything around, and the little bits of noises you do hear kind of uh, make you jump on edge a little bit. But before you know it, um, the fog itself kind of seems to be uh, lightening up. It's less dark and gray, and now more a little bit more blue and uh, a little bit lighter. And eventually you notice the sun is up, however the fog is still heavily obscuring. Would be taking the rations that he was given and like warming them up over the fire... To hopefully, because you probably have been up this entire time, like lightly reading or something. Yeah. To like, well, I mean, if I notice you start to do that, I just say like, I can heat those up for you. I mean, I could too, but we have a fire going. Okay. Sometimes an extra bit of crisp to them is not bad. Oh, Inga, rise and shine. Breakfast is ready. And then we'll slow, very slowly wake up. Is 
fact, the smell of burnt uh, rations I smell. <laughs> mm, my favorite. Delicious. <laughs> they aren't burnt. Are you sure? <laughs> Only his. <laughs> she'll get up and she'll start rambling about how exciting she is, is to continue traveling with you guys and you have eight more temporary hit points. Mm-hmm. Damien would, while handing him out, prestigitation to make the ration taste better. But you guys gather your things up in the morning, um, and put your bags back on, and you trek out again. Uh, would you want to give me another survival check? Well. Okay. Um, with the dense fog still lying around, um, still lying low, too, it's very much clinging to the island itself, uh, it's a little bit more difficult to kind of gather exactly where it is, but your inner compass is still pointing you true, you believe. Mm. Um, and you continue leading your uh, newfound acquaintances further into the jungle. Um, are you guys still keeping an eye out for things? Are you playing your music again? Yeah. I'll keep an eye out. Go for it. Just regular perception? Um, or disadvantage because fog? You tell me, are you listening more or are you keeping an eye out? Yeah, it would be hard to listen. I'm a disadvantage. Okay, uh, 15. Okay. Uh, you're keeping an eye out, and eventually you do actually notice uh, through the fog, you see something like a dark spot, which is suggesting that something is there, but then the dark spot leaves, which is suggesting that something was there and moved. Was I able to kind of follow the dark spot's movement? Yeah, it kind of moved away from you guys, but it was rather large. Like humanoid, humanoid size, no. or just big creature. Like, or I couldn't really tell just because like it's this tall, like this wide. Oh, um, large, as in the sense of bigger than a small monkey. Um, hippopotamus. Yes, <laughs> that big. Uh, <laughs> hippopotamus. With a large uh, dog, baby hippopotamus. <laughs> Arius, in your bank of useless knowledge, do you know anything else that might be attracted or warded by music? Say, jungle cats. I mean, things in the jungle are definitely attracted to new noises and sounds as how jungle works. Um, so if you feel like there's anything stopping us, we might want to stop the hoity toity hunky dory hunk Hurdy gurdy. Hurdy gurdy. Hunka hunka dorn in love. <laughs> Do you know that one? <laughs> <laughs> Never I heard, heard of it. Go place. Go place. Um. Good girl. So you gently kind of. Yeah. You just kind of like stop and you're like, oh, I hate to tell you. But even if I'm not playing this, I'm not very quiet. <laughs> As, I mean, as now the music has stopped, you hear the slight of her footsteps as she moves forward. That's alright. <laughs> it's better than drawing attention to us with the noise. By the way, speaking of hippos, do you know a small, or a group of hippos is called a bloat? I didn't, that's awesome! <laughs> <laughs> What's a hippo? <laughs> Keep talking about this thing like it's a well-known creature. It looks kind of cute, fat, and just otherwise nice, docile little uh, amphibious creature, water and land, but it's probably one of the most deadly creatures. So it's like a frog that can murder you? Yes. A frog the size of a horse. (laughs) 
Thankfully, it doesn't jump. There are frogs the size of a horse out here. <laughs> <laughs> That's like a little side frog. note. There are frogs the size of a horse. All right, I don't want to meet a hippo mm-hmm. if it's a giant frog. Don't think it's a giant frog. You just said it's an amphibious creature. The only amphibious creature you know? I mean, salamanders. I, I, I wouldn't want to meet a giant one of those either. Anyway. So, aren't hippos mammals? <laughs> like, out of character real quick. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, he's studies. He just knows what a groom is. I, I, I love this, this lesson thing, but... um. I'm just, I'm thinking, were you were you afraid that there was something out here that we should be worried about? We need to work on our communication. When you see something, we'd like to know that, hey, we think there is something there. And not have a fucking conversation with hippos. <laughs> but it's not there. Do I see it still? It has moved away. Yes. Did you think there was something there? Yeah. Then I'm worried. Yeah, well, you have no idea what I that. warned you that we shouldn't be making musical noise. Okay, do we want to try and be quiet? They'll slow I mean, us I... down. I think if we just keep moving and keep an eye um, out, that's our best bet. I'll keep an eye out too. Allie, yeah. would owls be native indigenous to this area region, or they'd be a really rare sight? Like there are owls out here. Okay. Um, they're they're not necessarily like a barn owl like uh, Mishta is, mm. but they're a certain kind. I would like to send Mishta into the tree line a little bit and up ahead, you know, just up to a hundred feet and see. You know, casually, like, hey, don't don't make a scene, but... See if you can see something? Yeah. I believe owls have advantage on perception checks. Um, advantage on wisdom, perception checks that rely on hearing or sight. Mm-hmm. But All it right. is fog, so... It like, is fog, so it's going to balance out to be a normal roll. All right. Are you going to look through her eyes as well? Yeah, so we're just, we're kind of stopped where we are, and it's like, give me a minute here. Yeah. Um, and... Perception. Natural 20. Okay. Uh, so that's 21. So Misha flies ahead, I'll say only about 25 feet, yeah. when she spots two uh, pretty large creatures in the trees. You're noticing that they are four-legged, but something about their head doesn't seem to be staying in, in one space. And Misha gets a little concerned, and so she kind of fly, finds a, a small branch. Does she, do you tell her that she wants to get a closer look to kind of identify them, well, or to stay away Whatever these things are, it looks like as if they're waiting for you guys to move forward just a little bit further. Yeah. If I, I don't want her to get any closer, but I can see kind of the base outline of what they are, and it, they seem suspicious enough. So, yeah, all right, we should get back here. We should have very quietly. Kind of flies up over the canopy and back over to you guys. So there's there's something up in the tree line, a little 20 feet out. Don't know what it is. It was too foggy, but uh, I'm a bit worried. Well... Do we go around, or do we spring the trap knowing it's a trap? There's only two of them, but they're large enough, and it would cause quite the ruckus. True, but if there's a dead thing, that keeps things off our trail. In the sense, if there's a predator, and there's already dead food, they... Hmm. And whatever these are, they might just stalk us still if we go around. And Inga did say she's not the quietest for trying to sneak past them. I can try! I'm, I'm, I'm not saying you can't. Considering that you saw them literally lying in wait, you have a sense that they already know you're there. Right. Um, Alright, I get my shield and then I summon my sword. What does it look like? 
the hilt itself, like the handle and pommel, would be pretty basic looking, but the cross guard would kind of more elegant, one of those like S shaped ones. The blade itself would be um, in the shape of kind of a saber, so like a long sword, but then the tip still curved up would be like onyx black, like jet black. Cool. I'm just uh, worried that we won't be able to see them. Can you do anything about that? Can we clear this fog? I mean, I can see you just fine. Hopefully they have to get as close as we're now. That's fair. Hey, I'm looking Unless they start. I have here. Uh, I don't know any cats that can shoot magic. We don't know that they're cats. I don't know any four-legged creatures that can cast magic. Yeah. Dragons. Um, Hopefully they're not dragons. <laughs> Hopefully, Jesus. <laughs> also, I am only trying to fuck this up, but like, I, know, I saw like four spell slots in Jungle first and second. That sounds right. Four spell slots? In first and second? No. No. Yeah, yeah. That didn't sound right. You have your wizard table there, and I can looking. point it out to you. I have... Maybe. So it's four first and three second. Okay, you go. So that's what you got. And you used one spell slot of first level yes. for your mage armor there. So... The only things I could think of right now, um, I could I think you it off turn first. one of us invisible to try to get the jump on them, or I can catapult a big-ass rock toward the trees. Well, up to 10 pounds of a rock or other large object. I don't know if a 10-pound rock would do much, but it would fly pretty fast and we could scare them. How far away do you have to be to do that? You have to be able to see them because you can't see them. Uh, it, I can just catapult it in a direction. Um, whether or not I actually hit them or just scare them. Like, I doubt I'd be able to hit them from here, but I know the general direction they're in. If we scare them, they might come back later when we're unaware. Let's just go fight them. I think we spring the trap prepared for the trap to be sprung. Alright, I already cast my major armor, so I'm ready to go. Great. Alright. I'll lead the way. Okay. All right. Um, I'll bring up the middle. Are you sure? Yeah. I realized I don't have a chain shirt. I have scale mail under this. Okay. You have slightly higher AC than me, and so if they let us pass and go from the back, then I don't know. Yeah. Uh, That's not a bad idea. Yeah. Let's go then. Let's, I guess, walk cautiously. If we make it 50 feet down this path here, just run for it. I don't know about that, but I'll still be quite worried. Sounds exciting, but might not be the best plan of action. Um, Let's go. I think if we just keep acting like we're unsuspecting of it, it will be just fine. So if we just keep talking normally, hopefully they can't understand the words we're actually saying. You guys I would say play the hurdy-gurdy, but yeah. uh, it's probably not a good idea to have that out. No, I can't. Uh, I don't do that kind of magic. <laughs> okay, I will, I will continue with my uh, useless facts then. Tell me more about these hippos. <laughs> they're definitely not frogs um, But you said they're amphibians You guys move forward 10 feet When all of a sudden Mist kind of starts moving forward Towards you Not because of something physical is there But it seems like as if almost something pushing the mist forward mm. And you notice this deep purple Replace the light white mist That's in front of you As it encapsulates all of you I need all of you to give me con saves oh, Shit it smells oddly sweet. Okay. What'd you get? Seven. Cool. Twelve? For your bird as well. Twenty-one. Alright, Owl. Do better than me. <laughs> no, not a lot. Um, eight. 
the owl. So yeah, you're like, good. you're breathing. You're So you're walking. You're like, hippos are actually not frog. Ah. And you're like, why is that really sweet? <laughs> and your bird falls off your shoulder. That's not good. We're going to roll initiative. As I'm going to get Misha out of there see, before we do. Okay, you suddenly see two creatures uh, in front of you that have moved up. Oh, there's initiative for you. Ah! Initiative <laughs> minus one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I told you, I'm not stealthy at all. Okay, so what did y'all get for initiative? 16. 16. Nine. Nine. Two. Two. All right. So you kind of take a moment to see the bird just crash to the ground. And Ars is like, oh, no. And he snaps her out of into her pocket dimension as you hear uh, thudding in front of you as something's running up to you guys. Uh, who was up front, Damien? Yep. Yeah. Um, something's moving straight towards you, and then it's going to attack at you with its claws as you feel it run into your chest. Um, does a 17 hit? Nope. I raise my shield. Nice. You hold up your shield, and you kind of almost push this large cat off. To give you an idea, a description of what this cat is, it's very much looks like a leopard. However, uh, now that uh, Arias is getting a better, clear view of it, the movement around the head makes more sense as there's now about nine snakes coming uh, out from its uh. neck and side and face. Oh boy. And all at once, the drag, the jaguar-looking creature snarls at you and all of the snakes also <laughs> hiss at you at the same time. I don't like that. And as it kind of moves forward, it's going to try to attack with its snakes. Um, that's going to be a 20. That will hit. Okay. I need you to give me a constitution saving throw, please, as you are taking seven piercing damage. So wait, these are sn- jaguars with snakes on them? Mm-hmm. That's a, an 11. And I'm going to use a reaction here. Okay. And you are taking 14 poison damage <laughs> as the snakes pierce into your skin and almost tear themselves off. Up next, uh, coming uh, from I'm the using side. my reaction to yeah. do Hellish Rebuke. Cool. Uh, that's 16 fire damage, and I am going to cause flames to wreath around me until the end of my next turn. It doesn't harm me or my possessions, and it sheds bright light for 30 feet, dim light for an additional 30 feet, and while the flames are present, any creature within 5 feet feet of me that hits me takes 1d4 fire damage. Well, you have that. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Uh, up next, Inga, you hear some padding of hook coming from your direct left as you look over and you see this other jaguar. Almost, it looks like maybe it's mate, possibly, as it leaps towards you. It's going to try to claw and pull you down. That's going to be, ooh, 24. Yeah. Okay. Um, it slashes at you with its claw and it's going to deal 6 Slashing damage. I'm going to need a strength saving throw now. Okay, one second. Ouch. Yeah. Uh, Twelve. Ah, not quite enough. Arius, you notice, you hear the padding of, like, rapid foot from your left as well, and you look, you look just in time to see Inga get knocked down to the ground, and she is now prone. And now, this uh, large jaguar... Who, by the way, they are large size okay. for scope reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to now attack her once again. Uh, he's going to come down with his mouth and attempt to hit you. And that's going to be a 19 to hit. That hits. And that's going to be five piercing damage. 
And then as it's biting down onto your collar, you see the snake start to dart in and try to attack you as well. And that is going to be a 16 to hit. That just hits. That is going to be uh, 8 piercing damage as the snakes latch onto you. And then I need a con saving throw, please. Jeez, I'm rolling like crap. That's a 7. That's going in jail. And as the snakes latch on, you're actually taking 25 points of poison damage. How much? 25. 25. Holy shit. So you're prone, and you currently have snakes biting all around you. And uh, up next, Damien, you have one creature right in front of you. Alright, I'm going to... Fuck it. Um, yeah, this is... I'm going to use my Hexblade's Curse on the one in front of me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to attack it. Uh, does a 18 hit? Yeah, you come down with your shiny sword and you slash across it. Oh, for uh, 13 slashing damage. Nice. Okay. That was bonus action action. Perfect. And uh, seeing this, I'll be like, Arius, help getting up. I got this one. Um, now, just a question, because I've never been a wizard. Uh-huh. Um, if I'm, like, this jaguar thing is on top of her. If I try to shoot it with some kind of magical thing, what are the chances I hit her? Rolling at one, 5% chance. Got it. All right. So, first one. Cody, are you fucking kidding me? You just killed me. (laughs) Are you serious? Why did you do that when I told you not? (laughs) Oh my god. It wasn't his choice to roll an at one. It's okay, you have fire resistance. Great. (laughs) Cody. Wait. Okay. (laughs) You can re-roll that. I... Except you didn't roll your dice before. I forgot... Part. Oh, yeah, he's got a roll. Hey, you're a divination wizard, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. Can so, I make my portent rolls right now? Yes, you can. All right, my portent rolls for today are 10 and 16. So I'd like to replace that nat 1. That nat 1 um, with a 10 plus 6. 10 plus 6, 16. That will hit the creature. Cool. Thanks. We're going to we're gonna write those numbers. That didn't happen. He divined that he was about to curse. <laughs> he was like... Uh, like I as he saw in his head, what's the odds of me hitting <laughs> For some reason, you're like, 100%. So let's not do what I was going to do. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, my All right. So at the last moment, your own mind made you just slightly shift your hand as you casted that out. So you, at the last moment, you, you twitch your angle. Your so husband you almost killed you with his viewer. first attack roll. I know. So first one, and it's made for six damage. You would have been six still alive, though. damage, nice. Yeah. With one pill. Yeah. Second one is uh, 24. That's hits. Cool. Four. Okay. Oh, damn. And third one, another 24. Hits. Give me bigger numbers. No. Fuck off. Four. <laughs> 14 damage on 66. Alright, so right. under half. That's one more than him. Yeah. <laughs> Level two spell for that shit. I know that feel, man. That's welcome to the spell. Um, and I'm actually going after doing that and after hitting it three times. Um, I am going to run up to it 
Um, I don't think I can do anything else. Um, but I am going to run up directly to them. Yeah. So I can just be in their vicinity. Um, you pretty much were right next to Inga when it pounced on her, so you're relatively close to it already, but if you wanted to get, like, just directly next I, to I, it. Yeah. That's totally fine. You can do that. So then up next is Inga. You are prone. This thing is kind of on top of you, but you can easily get up. Yeah, no yeah, yeah, It's not like it's grappling you at the same okay. time. I'm in a bonus action uh, sanctuary myself. Nice. And then I'm going to get up, and uh, I'm going to heal myself. With lay on hands mm-hmm. for 15 hit points. There you go. So I'm at 19. And I'm going to say, oh, that was a good move, kitty. But uh, I'll hit you next time. As uh, you see Inga kind of stand up and uh, cast upon herself, as she slightly starts to shimmer with this slight golden glow about her. Um, up next, uh, the cat's turns. Um, this cat that's already right next to Inga is going to go for, uh, Inga one more time. She's gonna, it's gonna try. It's got a uh, wisdom save. Yeah. It's only got, actually, a 12. That fails. Fails. It cannot hit her. So it's gonna turn its attention towards you. <laughs> oh, boy. Alright. Will a 19 hit? Yeah. Sorry. Uh, that was its claw as it kind of, like, it roared at you, and you could see it trying to rear back and try to hit you, but then it gave a roar as it turned immediately towards uh, your elf friend. Uh, and that was with his claw. It's going to deal seven slashing damage. Okay. And then uh, as you kind of try to duck out of the way, you notice that the snakes are coming in next. Uh, oof, that is going to be a 16 to hit. Yeah. Um, and so that is going to be... Concave. Yep. Four piercing damage. Not good. You could use that number. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna do that. You're gonna save. Gonna yeah, because I'm gonna. That's going to be a 17 to save. Okay. Otherwise, I'd be percent. It's going to be nine points of poison damage as you. You would have been at barely like one on. or down. As uh, the snakes try to get around, but most of them seem to be, as you kind of, again, just kind of adjust yourself slightly so the snakes don't hit bare skin mm. and they only hit your clothing instead. And then the other cat, who's up to you. Your kitty kitty. Uh, he's going to try to attack you again with a 20. I'm not taking chances. I'm going to just use shield so that boosts my uh, AC to 23. Nice. Okay. And then it's going to attempt with its snakes as well and miss with only a 14. You see Damien essentially raise his shield, and then physically the cat get blocked just about three inches away from his own shield, as uh, this blue glimmer kind of seems to almost get Damn. slammed into. Up next, uh, Damien, it's your turn. I'm going to stab it with my sword. Mm-hmm. I don't stab it with a 10. <laughs> no, not with a 10. Or an 11. Not with an 11. Cool, 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 cool. As uh, you see Damien attempt to slice in there, but the, the, the large jaguar is kind of still pretty dexterous, and so they seem to be jumping around his slashing strikes. This I'm pretty much up with this thing. I'm going to try shocking grasp. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you're melee with it. Yeah. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take my hand, just kind of channel this kind of lighting energy, and try to just strike it mm-hmm. with my hand. Now, 
melee attack. So that still the spell same spell. Oh, spell so spell attack. attack. Cool. That's twenty two to hit. Definitely hit. Yeah, you see, uh, Inga, as you're kind of looking up, casting Sanctuary on yourself, and you see his hand start to spark as he reaches out and just tries to essentially slap it. <laughs> and it's going to take one d lightning damage, four damage. And it can't take any reactions until it started its next turn. Ooh, very good. So that kind of gives you an opportunity if you wanted to leave. Um, I do want to hop back an extra five feet. Mm-hmm. Just because I know that, in in my eye, Inga is a little more heavily armored than me. Um, and is just better at close range. Okay, so you kind of hop out of its range a little bit. Yeah, like, yeah. Inga, I'm still here for you. Run now if you need. He gives a shout to give you a warning, essentially. Uh, up next, speaking of, Inga. Imagine you're flanking, but there's another five feet between him and her. Right. Can I turn around to be in front of him? Oh, yeah, you totally can. Wonderful. Um, I'm going to try and hit it with my uh, great sword. That's a 14 to hit. That will hit. Wonderful. I'm just going to use my um, Searing Smite on. Or how's it looking? It's it's looking pretty healthy. There right. isn't even a snake head gone. Yeah, so it could definitely take a lot more damage right now. You gotta reroll that one. <laughs> I'm rolling so bad. <laughs> 18 points of damage. Ooh, well you doubled the amount of damage on it. Yeah. And I'm going to... Uh, that's my last spell slot, and if anyone goes down, I won't be able to heal them. Stop. Lay on hands. Yeah. Fuck it. I'll cast Sanctuary again. It's not near another creature, so it wouldn't be attacking mm-hmm. it. It would just waste its action. Unless it, yeah. Yeah. It doesn't that's that. why I moved. Nice. That was smart it. thinking. Alright, it's the cat's turns, as they're going to attempt to hit you a lot. Uh, they're going to go after the one with Inga first. The wisdom save? Oh, I don't think so. It's only an eight. And then for the snakes as well, that is less. So, no. <laughs> um, and then the one in front of Damien is going to attempt to hit you. Uh, that's going it. to be a 19. I don't block it. <laughs> With its claws. Um, and it's going to deal uh, five slashing damage. And then it's going to attempt with its snakes to come in at you as it's slashing at you. That is going to be a 18. Needs. Okay, a con save from you, sir. As it's going to be dealing uh, six points of. Yep, that's piercing. a fail. Ooh, that's an that one, yeah. The dice seem to like you, at least the damage ones. Okay, so that was uh, six slot yep. of piercing damage. You already got that? Yep. Okay, so. Going to be holy shit! Only nine. Wow. Still up. Uh, Damien is cursing at this thing in infernal. Up next is Damien. Attack it. Twenty-one to hit. That definitely hits. For ten damage. All right. It is still up. Okay. So up next is Arius. Oh, Christ. I I see you get hit and you're shouting and I I just kind of say like. Dan, you still think you can hold your own there? Just kill the fucking thing! <laughs> I will stay slightly behind Inga. I'm gonna cast Witch Bolt at first level. Ooh, I like it. And so I do pull out this nice little small twig branch out of my component pouch. I point it straight at this jaguar creature. 
I don't speak any language, so does English. I'm like, fuck off now. And uh, I try to shoot this lovely little lightning bolt at it. Mm-hmm. 13 to hit. That hits. Yes. So you hear Arya's behind you telling it to fuck off as this arc of lightning continuously goes from his arm over towards this cat. Go ahead and do that detailed damage. Yeah. Is that a one? Uh, four. Four! <laughs> it's better than a one. I know. I know. This no, cat does not thing. like that. It's like, it's rolling at you. Um, Play the bite. Inga. <laughs> okay, okay. Um... How's the Jaguar by Damien looking? Similar health situation, actually. <laughs> like within, give or minus, one hit point. Okay. Really, yeah. Um, and the one by us is looking about the same. About the same. Um, it, it's definitely seen some better days. Some of the snakes are starting to like uh, kind of be limping around. And uh, there's a lot of cuts upon its body, too, as you guys have been slowly slicing and dicing at it. Right. Well, I don't have any more uh, spells, so the only thing to do would be to hit it. Problem is, I'm scared it's going to hit me if I hit it. It's true. If you don't attack it, the sanctuary stays up. Exactly. You could take the dodge action. That's kind of what I was thinking. So even if it does does, save, it has has disadvantage. But we have to kill them. And he's dealing damage. If you if you are trying to keep it from hitting him as he's hitting it, yeah, without I'm, getting hit, that's I mean, I'm a little bloodied here. I know we We're all, all are. are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna take the dodge action. Yeah, um, and seeing the lightning literally streaking past you, and your say, hair is kind of on edge. Yeah, I'm gonna say, Arius, keep doing what you're doing. I'm gonna try and guard us. As uh, you kind of take full stance in front of him and just trying to take as much space as possible. Uh, it's the cat's turn. They're going to try to uh, beat that wisdom save, which is 12. Fails. And the other one is less than that. It's only a 10. Cool. And so then... That's working. Damien. That's two full turns of being not going to hit. Yep. Your turn. Okay. Uh, it's going at you with claws. Hmm? Oh! Essentially. Um, it comes over and it actually slips on a little bit of uh, mud that was beneath it. You have a chance of opportunity if you'd like to I want to do that because I have no other reactions I can do at the moment. I also roll a one. <laughs> really? <laughs> um, but thankfully... <laughs> I slip on the mud too. <laughs> uh, you kind of maneuver yourself almost around the other side of it. So it's snake heads don't really get a chance. However, it will try to claw you once more. And I believe miss with the 16. Miss. Yeah. Up next is Damien. I'm all... <laughs> you guys are both kind of slipping oh, yeah, in a sudden Damien. mud patch around. Uh, that's 18 to hit. That will hit. 10 damage. Nice. I'm just in an infernal just like, all right, you fucking cat. <laughs> it's you and me, and I'm walking out of this fucking <laughs> jungle. <laughs> Up next is Arius. Keep that action going to lightning yep. it. Yep, yep, yep. So that's just a d12 of damage. You don't need an attack. Oh, I don't need it. That's the beautiful thing about that spell. Oh. It stays connected to it. But if you okay. leave 30 feet, yeah. it fizzles. All right, hey, nine. that's good. Nine? Yeah. Nice. We're keeping that's these neck and neck. You really are. <laughs> um, <laughs> very good, Arius. Uh, Inga, you're up next. I'm going to continue with the patient defense. The good dodge. plan. You're not the dodge. Yeah. <laughs> <Patient defense. laughs> <You're not it. laughs> I mean, you are doing a patient defense. <laughs> um, I would like to think I'm being very patient. <laughs> Thank you. I want to hit the cat. 
I don't think a 13 works on your wisdom save. No. no. Wow. It's rolled so many 11s. <laughs> and there's another 11. <laughs> nice. There we go. So it doesn't manage to get around you. Uh, you can tell, like, it's every single one of the snakes are almost vibrating with how much they want to do something, but they can't for some reason. It's almost like magic or some godly mm. intervention is keeping this from happening to you. Um, up next, Damien, this cat that is attacking you, attempting to at least, that's going to be a 17. Nope. Shield and comes up. As your shield comes up and blocks the claws, uh, you see the snakes try to go around it, and that's going to be a 17. Nope. There you go. And you kind of, like, see the snakes. You, you're starting to read the pattern, Dark Souls style, as you bring the shield to stop the claws and then raise it even higher to keep the snakes from hitting you. Damien. 19 to hit. That will hit. You should probably swap dice. This dice is nice. Wanting to murder you. Guys. 11 damage. Ooh, nice. Huh? It's yeah. still alive, but you have definitely bloodied it quite a lot. Not the exact term bloodied, but it's there's, there's a lot of blood. That's what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Arius. Hey, I like what you're doing. Keep doing the thing. Keep doing that. Nine again. Nine. All right. Oh. They're not looking so good. They're not looking so good at all. I'm going to hit the cat. <laughs> hit the cat. I've been very patient. It was a patient defense. <laughs> oh. oh. That was so rude. That was super rude. Um, Is it for a save if she misses? No, because she made the attack action. That's an 11 to hit. I will miss. Oh, fuck me. Oh. I was so close. Like, I know. No. I was like, fuck you. <laughs> it's yeah. the cat's turn. Um, I hope I didn't just kill us all. <laughs> <laughs> nah, he just has to kill them both. And then... Uh, <laughs> if this cat decides to fuck around her, then I'm, I, I'm kidding. It is bad. Does a 15 hit you? No! Thank God it went for you. The snakes now try to go for you as well. Because that 15 would hit me. That's way less. It misses you both attacks. Just <laughs> <laughs> that laugh? <laughs> uh, Damien, it's your go as the cats try to hit you. Um, that's going to be a 18. Neat. That's four slashing damage. Yeah, he's down. <laughs> Davian falls to the ground as the cat's kind of just then looks up to you as it kind of charges forward. That's going to be a 16. That just hits. Just hits? Oh. Yeah. Oh, no. That. Oh, God. That's going to be nine slashing damage or piercing. Okay. Let's see if the dice like you, which is like Spencer. Conze, <laughs> please. Okay. Ah, okay, that's okay. good. Uh, 19 to save. Okay, you do save. But... I sure hope it does. <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh, that's totally cocked. Don't ask me how, but I cocked a d6. Okay, that's going to be 7 points of poison damage. <laughs> and that's already halved, I'm yeah. assuming. Okay. It's already halved. Okay. Uh, okay. Is... My Hexblade's curse drop. Damn it. Damien's turn. Uh, death save... Two fails. You nat one? Yep. Ah! <laughs> Alright, so I see him... You see str- him literally start coughing up blood as if he's almost, uh, like, seizing in some way. Oh, fuck all. The uh, poison is not doing good for him. I... I'm gonna take off my wish bolt and... No! <laughs> what, what you doing? I'm gonna do another Scorching Ray. Because I can hit two targets at once. Okay. Mm. How so, are you gonna split it up? 
Um, I mean, both these things are looking pretty hurt, right? You can do it one at a time. Okay, so... A lot. <laughs> um, I'm going to hit the one that just hit both of them first. Eleven. Miss. Miss. Again? Again. Same one. Eighteen. That will hit. Two D six. Two D six. Eight. Okay. You take it down. So as you fire need about eight damage to take as down. As fire <laughs> flies forward uh, past Inga's shoulder as it just completely and it falls over to the side. Uh, right. I instantly safe. turn to that next one. Third shot. For another 18. Hits. Come on. <laughs> Six damage. Oh, and that was the one that was not, not as enough. hurt. Fuck. <sighs> that was good, though. That was, yeah, you took that out good. one. This cat looks like it's almost panicking. Its own partner, you could say, was just, it's dead on the ground. Um, as Inga, it's your turn. I look back at Damien. He's coughing up blood. I can't. And I heal him for... Uh, one hit point. Yeah, you dance around this thing, and you go on the ground. You, you just you kneel down quickly and heal him up. And then... You look up and see a beautiful teeth in your eyes. <laughs> oh, thanks, Shuni. <laughs> I knew it was at my time. Thank you, darling. And I will say... Sorry! Get <laughs> <laughs> him up afterwards. Um... This cat you're noticing is kind of slowly doing the cat thing where it's like it's, there's too many things around and so it's kind of backing up a little bit. What will it do? Oh yeah, it, it does not have the willpower to stay. Um, it's actually going to flee off into the jungle, into the dense fog. How far does it move? Oh, it's dense it's fog, though. And it's going to probably action dash, so it's 60 feet at least. Wasn't he close to him? Not within melee range. Oh, okay. It's within melee of you, I think. Could I hit it? Yeah, actually. Oh. I don't. Oh, I'm too focused on Damien. Can <laughs> like, I please live! <laughs> stand up and shoot an Eldritch Blast after it? Or it's gonna it be a wild uh, attempt, but go for it. Uh, fuck this thing. I'm gonna say with disadvantage, probably. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Oh, nah, that's only a 10. As I fire off an Eldritch Blast and it kind of just. You hear it hit a tree. Yeah. Was, it was meant to stay alive. But guess what? We're all alive. Barely. All right. Well, that was a job well done. Um, perhaps we should take an hour to fucking <laughs> deal with this shit. Um, I think a rest would be nice. I'm going to take a note to look up cat with snakes and find <laughs> out what the fuck it was. What was that fucking miss shit that it did? Ah. Oh, that's... yeah. Where's your fucking owl? Oh, you can action bring her back. Oh, yeah. In. Um. Uh, you bring her back in, and she's in your hands, and she's slightly cooling. She's asleep. Oh, good. Misha's okay. Go At least ahead. I do that Give to her. Give me an arcana check. Could you imagine if you did? If you oh, I would have been that safe. 13. If I, I would have been dead. I know. Considering Misha is asleep in your hands, <laughs> so and you definitely inhaled a shit ton of whatever sorry. gas that was. This is... It was a sleeping gas. And these creatures can apparently over. do it. Yeah. It, it worries so me good to play debut. that a creature like that can produce a sleeping gas. Well, but, I mean, I mean, we're in the jungle. Shit's weird. Shit's weird. All right. All right. So, are we taking a short rest here? I think maybe move a little bit away from the dead body and then take the short rest. Okay. Let's limp our way. Like quarter mile, half mile away. 
Maybe we um, <laughs> maybe we don't try to fight anything else today. That's a good idea. Or at least if they're giant cat-looking things. What I... do we do in that case, though? Do we run? Because I don't think we'd win. I think if it is that case, we focus one. I mean, if we did pretty good with you Mr. two Random and me. Facts. Give me a nature check. Uh, nature. That is 25. Uh, you know, a little random tidbit that's usually useless, but in this case is actually very helpful. <laughs> it's a large cat. You're not exactly sure if this applies to all large cats, but usually large cats are pretty territorial. Um, if there's one in the area, there probably isn't going to be another one for a very long time. Oh, good. Should we save from large cats, at the very least? That's good. Good. As these, this one that you, in particular, is going to lick its wounds for a while. Yeah. Oh! I'll heal myself four more. <laughs> Just the, ah! <laughs> so no getting up for us if we do get in another fight. We won't get in another fight. I believe in Sune, and she will protect us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Let me just roll this d20. Yeah, now you're fine. <laughs> do I still know which way is north? Oh, you're smart. You're going to a tussle of a fight. Eleven? Yeah, yeah, you, you know which way is north. Um, after, during that hour or two, it kind of helped because the fog did slightly let up. Mm. It seemed like whatever marine layer was, uh, bounding in has kind of finally burned off in the sun. And that, uh, lovely Faerunian sun has finally hit you guys as, uh, you continue walking through the jungle. By the way, I, if things get really bad, just so we all know, I have, I have an escape route. You do? I do. What's your escape route? Um, you ever heard of something called a rope trick? Kind of. Well, my rope trick is, um, I can basically create another little mini dimension for us to hang out in. Where a rope drops down, we climb up said rope, and we go hang out in a little alternate dimension away from anything else. That's not what I was thinking it did. Yeah, Misha kind of like ruffles her feathers, and it kind of reminds you of like somewhere. Her she kind of has a pocket dimension yeah, that no one can hurt her in either. Pretty cool. It lasts an hour, I think, just long enough for a short rest. Yeah, so wow. we can be out there for an hour if, in case we feel like we're going to get surrounded or something. Because you are surrounded. How long does it take you to cast this? Oh, uh, it's instantaneous. Um, yeah, it's one action, so that's our worst-case scenario. That's my backup plan here. You guys continue along the jungle, uh, following the trail that uh, Arius is setting out for you, and eventually the sun, as welcoming as it was, does go away and it starts to set. And you guys uh, do a repeat of what you did the last night as well? Yeah. Uh, you feel, based off of uh, your James's description of things, uh, that probably either tomorrow uh, you'll come across the river, and you'll have to find your way through that. So you set up camp. You find some not wet wood, dry. I mean, everything's a little bit damp, but it's dry enough as you use your prestidigitation to kind of mostly dry it even further. And you set up your watches for the night. Mm-hmm. Uh, go ahead and give that me those perception checks. I believe Inga's born first. Seventeen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Inga. The, the night goes by, especially the late night, goes by without really any kind of hitch. Um, there are more bugs here than before in the previous night, but eh, nothing too bothersome. Up next? Ten. Uh, as far as you're aware, it seems like everything's all quiet. Uh, there, I mean, quiet is a word. There's still a shit ton of bugs scraping about everywhere. And then the third watch. Thirteen. As far as you're aware, you, nothing bothers you guys as you rest the night. 
The sun rises, and with it, no mist, thankfully. As you get up, get your get your, your things, and head out once again. I'm going to need another survival check to make sure you're going the right way. Ten. Um, you have a sense that uh, you believe you're going the right way. With the sun up and no mist to really bother you, it should be fine. And you guys are moving forward, and eventually you hear the sound of rushing water. Sounds like there's a river in front of you. Um... I will say, probably a good idea to scope this out, but we probably want to rest up another day before we try to go actually tackle this thing. What do you think? Because I'm not fully recuperated. I'm not either. Well, if I remember correctly, she said we get to the river, follow river, and find where it forks off, yes? True. So, What if we missed that fork already? I doubt it. If we're looking for a secret pirate lair, I feel like it'd be further up the river. That's fair. They said it'd be three days, though. Yeah, what, it's been two. two. Yeah, it's only been two, so we probably got some ways to go. All right. So this is, I'd, I'd like to follow the riverbank maybe about, about 50 feet, you know, where we can still hear it very clearly, but we're not in sight of the river. Yeah, there's still trees in between you and the river. And yeah. maybe move a bit more carefully. Yeah, for sure. Uh, keep an eye out uh, as you're moving along the river. Uh, you'll notice eventually that there's a little bit more of a water sound, like a, like more rougher water sounds coming from the riverside as you move forward. Uh, taking a peek through, you do see that it does fork. And it's starting, to, it's starting to get to sundown. So you could probably, if you want to get across it today... Yeah, we have to cross it. Uh, you totally can. Because you guys are on the southern side of the river. And the fork the goes fork north. north. Alright, um, let's oh. try to find a place to cross. Can I tell if there's a place that seems shallow enough that we could ford it? Roll or... a nature check. Oh, 16. Uh, you do actually see a little bits of where white water is kind of more uh, obvious than in other places, uh, which is suggesting that there's actually some uh, a lot of rocks beneath this area in particular. It'd be really bad for boats, but not bad for moving across. How wide is this river? Wide, it's about 60 feet. I mean, if we're careful enough, we might be able to get across here, and then we can set up camp on the far bank, or a little off the far bank. And the, uh, you guys have rope? Yeah. Rope's what, 50 feet? Yeah. yeah. You want to tie together, maybe do a tree over here, that way we uh, won't get swept completely away by the river? And leave the rope? Well, no, we, uh, once first person crosses, tie the end of the rope over there, and then... The last person across takes yeah, it Yeah, the second person an can maybe just hold the rope. All right. Uh, or we can bring it back. We Yeah, no, well, yeah. you don't even need to bring it back. You just, if we have it into two trees, mm-hmm. the middle person can just hold the rope to bring themselves across, and then the last person can set themselves across. Well, actually, we want to be extra safe. After first person gets across, they let the rope go. We pull it into our side. Second person also wears it, and then you tie it to a tree on that, and last person wears the rope on our end. That way we're wearing it, and we don't have to make any saves to hold on to this damn rope, because I have flashbacks to different time where that happened. Um, <laughs> I'd like the rope to be tied to me. What? <laughs> Alright, but you're also going to if you do slip, have a hundred feet that you might go flying, but at least you could be pulled back. Well, I don't think he should be the last person. Either way, he's going to be tied to the rope and... I would like to be the second person because I think I'm the least strong. I'll go first. I agree, you are the least strong. <laughs> I'll take... And so, and, okay, my, my hope too is that... um. If someone falls, uh, you won't just let it go a hundred fucking feet before being like, maybe we should pull them in. He's just like drowning. I already thought you were going to go first. All right, I'm going first. You just said that. 
So it was assumed that out of the three of us, if you're going first and he's going second, I would be third. <laughs> I, I was just... Jeez, I can at least do that math, Damien. <laughs> Making sure you're keeping up with things here, Iga. All right, um, I'm going to not use my silk rope. I want to just use my normal hemp rope and I'll tie it to someone else's. And then I I'll have a rope. Tie it to a tree. And I'm gonna make my way across. Yeah, go ahead and give me an acrobatics check. Not Actually, before you do that, give me a perception check. That perception's an eight. Okay. So you're having trouble looking down underneath the white water to try to exactly see where the stones are, but now you give me an acrobatics check. Acrobatics. Okay. <laughs> Five. Oh! I rolled two threes. Damien immediately. He's like, hop on. Okay. He's intruding <laughs> the confidence of someone who knows where he's going to step. <laughs> Internally, though, he doesn't know where he needs to step. So he's like, I guess here. And he immediately <laughs> he lands in the water. <laughs> we both grab yeah. the rope. Yeah, there's no need to check for that, but you both grab it. it the water, the current isn't actually that strong. What? Is it deep? It's deep. Where there's not rocks, it's pretty deep. All right. Aha! Rope. Are you sure you don't want me to go first? I was testing it. <laughs> the rope works. Oh We're good. <laughs> Can I try that again? Yeah, give me a perception check. Still can't see shit. That yeah. <laughs> one. Yeah. Yep. I, uh, the acrobatics is a natural 20, so that's a 22. So, again, he kind of steals himself. You see him kind of looking at the water for a solid, like, ten seconds. (laughs) I rolled a natural one and a natural 20. For, like, so imagine a man for ten full seconds just staring down at the water, (laughs) looking around, trying to find a spot. He's like, I can't fake it now. I actually have to look. He's like, I guess I gotta go with my instinct. So, without you guys realizing, he kind of closes his eyes and listens for the water and where it's hitting. And then he kind of goes around and with his first step, and it starts to slip, but he immediately kicks off with his other foot and keeps going across the river. You take a pause for a moment, you look back, they're fine, they give you a thumbs up. I'm gonna need to do that one more time. Perception. Mm-hmm. Nine. Okay, no, still can't see under. I rolled another natural one. <laughs> I rolled so oh, many natural ones. Put him in jail. You see him take about four more steps until he... Can I try to swim back to that midpoint if I have enough time? Yeah. Um, give me a strength check. Athletics? Uh, athletics. Yeah. Ten. You managed to just barely get onto it, but you're typically prone, so you're going to have to wait until someone can get over there to help you up. The second half is harder than the first. <laughs> it's real slippery. Um, Damien's Do you want to go and try and get him and I'll stay here with the fucking rope? And so can I just slippery. try to fucking swim across? You can try. It's going to take a couple tries. Because okay. you're moving at half speed. Oh, yeah. Athletics, nine. I'm making no progress. In fact, you seem to be going backwards. My dice fucking hate me right oh. now. Yeah, they do. I haven't rolled above, except for the natural 20 above it. You 10. see him kind of let go of the rock and slowly start moving backwards as he's trying his best to move forward. Damien, do you want us to pull you in? Fuck it, pull me back in. <laughs> <laughs> We pull him in. Mm-hmm. I can just try swimming across. I can't wear this, though. I need someone to hold it. All right. I undress. <laughs> Fuck, I should have done that. Why am I wearing this, dude? <laughs> I get out of my chainmail. Mm-hmm. And I just uh, ten minutes minutes later to Damien. <laughs> okay. And I tie the rope across me, and I just jump in and start just trying gonna swim? to swim. Yeah. You're going to give me athletics check. 
Natural 20 oh, yeah. for a 25. Very While nice. she's doing this, I'm going to get out of my armor. <laughs> like, why the fuck was I doing this in armor? I'll press the invitation you just to dry you off a little oh, bit. Oh, I could have done that, but I... Nah, but you didn't do it. I got your back, man. <laughs> like, I do it to keep myself wet again, though. How dare you assume so, I Inga, want to So, Inga, you have moved 15 feet across. Uh, go ahead and give me another athletics. Uh, that's 11. You have now moved 30 feet across. Give me another athletics. Uh, 16. 45. One more. Another 11. As you make it all the way, you get to, you feel sh- the the sand beneath your feet as you get across to the other side, and you're kind of still drenched, but you kind of shake yourself off and you wave to your friends on the other side. But now you let it go, so one of us can tie ourselves so to the rope. Try, and then whoever gets over there next can then tie it to the tree. This is a ridiculous plan, and if anybody, if you forget my armor, <laughs> oh, I think he should. Oh, fuck, because now I've got. Two I wouldn't recommend swimming sets. Of armor to try to swim with. Could you take the armor across? I, I can just I can hold the armor and uh, and just try to cross. Yeah, sure. I'm gonna take the armor and I'm gonna try to do what he tried to do. Okay, give me a perception check. Eleven on the perception. Mm-hmm. Um, and then acrobatics. Mm-hmm. Eight. No, what was your perception? Eleven. Eleven. Okay, so you actually do get to see slightly at the rocks as they're moving through. Um, you get to roll your acrobatics with advantage. Nope. <laughs> no. Eight. I'm gonna need you to give me a strength saving throw. Oh, fuck. Or, and I'm gonna offer this as an option for you, if you fail that, you can use your reaction to uh, casually pop out of there and go somewhere 30 feet away. Yeah, I'm gonna see stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. we're almost getting day. Mm-hmm. I'm actually going to take my 18 for my uh, my acrobatics of 20 there you on go. acrobatics. Yeah. You get all the way over 30 feet across. So yeah. now you're in the middle. You're solidly on a good rock. And right. now if you want, you can just misty step to the... I'm going to do that. Yeah. He suddenly with appears in front armor. of you with his armor in his hand. He's like, ha <laughs> But then the rope gets left midway. No, he's wearing it. Okay. Yeah. You count it as him wearing yeah, it. Yeah, he's wearing it. Yeah. <laughs> I guess he could be holding on to it, too. He's fine. So, cool. I set down your armor. Good enough. Tie the rope to the tree, and we... I untied the... Yeah. I tie it up. I'm just going to try to swim across. I took my armor off. Mm-hmm. But you're still and, okay, holding and, it. So, well, yeah, fuck. I was going to get... But no. you can't carry both. Hey, here's the best thing. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. I just look at you and like, so this thing, you know, he's going to try to swim, but if he fails, we just pull him in. I know it'd be kind of demeaning, so I won't give him a chance to swim. You can always swim. But yeah, I'm gonna swim. Okay! <laughs> I'm gonna swim! And Eric is just like, you know. <laughs> First, second, and we'll see how far I get. Nine and then a twelve. So I'm probably is struggling. A off track, but twelve gets you to the fifteen feet ahead. Two. Uh, fifteen and then a thirteen. Okay, and, and one, more. one more. One more. Nope. I lose it. Uh, he's kind of going, what'd you roll? Oh, one. That one. Uh, you I see him, he's swimming. So and he's yeah. starting to go downstream. At this point, you guys kind of look to each other and start mm. pulling him in. <laughs> yep. You got 45 feet across. I mean, you're 45 feet over and then also like 30 feet that way, but... Question. Yeah. You can have him roll perceptions 
I have perception for this if you want. Does he know we're pulling him in, or does he feel like he's actually swimming? Oh, no. And as soon as I start going like this, I just fucking go, all right, pull me in. <laughs> I mean, I guess I could have actually... No, if I start... I'm just going to misty step. Fuck it. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm just going to misty step. If I start seeing... Just curious, a- actually. High or low? High. About 40 feet down, you see logs start moving. Yeah, I missed you, step. And you're like, nope! <laughs> cool. Fun. Fun. A fucking river. <laughs> Fully drenched. Yeah, um, actually, uh, Arius isn't generally... He's actually pretty dry, except for, like, his boots. Oh, yeah. Here, if you want to be dry. Or did you not want to be dry? I mean, I'd prefer to be dry. You're dry. <laughs> <laughs> Although, I would never complain about being wet. <laughs> Should we get him? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, um... Well, I'm gonna say like this. This is... I'm just gonna keep my armor off for now. I'm used to swimming in the ocean, I not luggling around. I think that's a bad idea. You're right. I know. I'm gonna drag myself off and then take... Yeah, I'm gonna take the time to put my armor on. And I'm gonna say, Hey, Arius, you want to help me put my armor on? Sure. I was gonna say ten minutes later, but five minutes later now, <laughs> with the help of a lovely wizard... You guys want your armor No, back on. no, it goes there. Yeah. <laughs> it, takes, it does take a lot. It takes 15 minutes instead. <laughs> like, fuck, you're, you're doing it all wrong, man. Have you never... Oh, yeah, never mind. You know? <laughs> You've never seen armor before. He might never have personally put on, you know, heavy armor like that, but he, he's a smart man. He yeah. knows how to yeah. handle things generally. He's like... I. He's also worked with people that wears heavy armor before, from where he's from. All right. Let's try to find a place to set up a camp. We wasted plenty of time with this fucking river. We didn't. Yes. Damn. <laughs> the level of sass oh, in this right. is amazing. <laughs> um, you guys find a place to camp out. Um, sure much like the previous two nights. The bugs are more adamant in this area, most likely because of all the water nearby. And in the slight distance after uh, hearing, after moving a little bit following that forked river... Uh, it's a lot less wide. It's it's now instead of 60 feet wide, it's more like 25 to 35 feet wide in places. Um, but it's a smaller it's a smaller river, definitely. But you feel like a boat could be taken down it. Like a, a river boat or a, a barge. The waters are calm enough, too, that you could probably cross this one pretty easily. Eventually, as you're moving along this smaller forked river, uh, you start hearing the sounds of the ocean again. So you're, you're getting closer to what you can only assume would be the Pirate's Cove. But it won't be tonight, unless you wanted to push yourselves. No, we want to risk. That's the end of our episode. Thank you so much for listening to Roomy Rumors. If you enjoyed our show, the best way to support us is to give a review on the podcast service of your choice. And lastly, if you want to keep up with what I'm up to, you can find me at Alleybug321 on Twitter. I also co-host Difficulty Class, a wonderful podcast where we talk about all things Dungeons & Dragons. Thanks again, and we hope to see you again next time.